This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So we have a, basically a pen holder, and it's got a lot of pens and markers in here, and it's it's convenient. There's, there's pens, there's Sharpies, there's a, you know a highlighter. But there's one red marker here. I don't know if it is a Sharpie. I think it, yeah, it's a Sharper, a twin tip Sharpie. But here's the deal in the immortal words of President Biden one side is like a thick standard Sharpie. I've never seen a Sharpie like this. The other side is very thin and narrow. I like this, almost like a regular pen, but it's red. But the cap is missing from the larger side. So this is going to dry out in no time if it hasn't already. Let's see if this is dried out. Outrageous. Yeah, it's dry, almost totally gone. And it's sitting in there upside down. I don't know. To, this would drive me crazy to see a, oh my God. a marker exposed like this. And, and I mean, who knows? What a waste. What a waste. I don't know who does this. Uses a marker and then just... Loses the cap to it? <laughs> Somebody's going to try and write something with that marker now, and they're going to not be able to use the operative sign. Whoever is responsible for that, well, you just might end up on my list of this week's... The Other Side of Midnight presents Denunciation. I must begin by denouncing James Balcombe. This is a man known as the Bouncy Castle King. He had a burning desire to be number one in Melbourne's Jumping Castle game, and his plan to bounce to the top had worked so far. Here's what he did. After, I'm not joking about any of this, after paying arsonists to set fire to competing Bouncy Castle businesses, his company, Awesome Party Hire Now, ranked number one on Google. His business was so successful, he'd been able to purchase property for the first time in his life. But Balcombe became worried police would notice his own factory was still standing. So what do you think this brain surgeon did? His business was going to have to be next. He called his arsonist for hire, Craig Anderson, and showed him through his kangaroo flat factory, pointing out his bouncy castles, saying and said he would fill up some empty jerry cans with petrol. So Anderson poured petrol across the floor of Balcombe's shed and set fire to it. As it became engulfed, Balcombe, his wife, and son were in a nearby house. The shed was insured for hundreds of thousands of dollars, which Balcombe planned to pocket. Three days later, the arsonist, Anderson, was arrested and the first thing he did was rat on Balcombe to the police. And um, they ended up caughting, catching him. And now it looks like he's going to prison. Good. Good. For this guy to think you get to the top of the bouncy castle game by setting your rivals on fire. 
this guy is in for a rude awakening. I don't like to root for people to go to prison. I like to root for people to come out of prison. But this is a guy that is just totally disgraceful. He is a disgrace to everything that bouncy castles stand for. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I must also denounce, by now you've probably heard a lot about her, but I am forced to formally denounce now former Hunter College professor Shalene Rodriguez, who came at a New York Post reporter with a machete. This She was unhinged, this professor. She cursed out anti-abortion activists. And held a machete to a New York Post reporter's neck. Now, this is completely unconscionable. I don't know if this person had tenure or not, but even if you have tenure, there's no excuse for holding a sword to a reporter's neck. I mean, this is just horrible. Shelleen Rodriguez, I do denounce you, and I am glad that the uh, folks at Hunter College have seen fit to fire you. I must also denounce masking. Yes, that's right. The more we learn about masking, which I am proud to tell you I was always against, the, the more we learn about masking, the more it looks like this might not have been the wisest thing for people to do. There's a new German study out now. Now, we've talked a lot about maskne, or the acne that people were getting on their face after wearing these masks all the time during the pandemic. And now uh, evidence continues to mount that mask mandates were perhaps, I don't know if they were the worst public health intervention in modern American history, but they were very bad. So wearing masks... Study after study has shown they probably made little or no difference in the spread of viruses, in preventing the spread of viruses. Well, there's this German study that looks into the harm that masking did, and it could have been very substantial, particularly in the case of pregnant women. See, mask wearers... And this is something I never believed. A lot of people, my fellow people that eschewed masks, loved to point this out. And they'd say, oh, you're breathing in your own carbon dioxide. And I would say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure you are. It's a conspiracy theory because you don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask either. Well, according to these German authors, mask wearers breathe in greater amounts of air that should have been expelled from their bodies and released out into the open. A significant rise in carbon dioxide occurring while wearing a mask is scientifically proven in many of these studies. Fresh air has around 0.04% of carbon dioxide, while chronic exposure at CO2 levels of 0.3% is considered toxic. 
So how much CO2 do mask wearers breathe in? The authors write that masks bear a possible chronic exposure to low-level carbon dioxide of 1.4 to 1.3, excuse me, 1.41 to 3.2% of carbon dioxide of the inhaled air. In other words, while eight times the normal level of carbon dioxide is toxic, research suggests that mask wearers, typically those who wore masks for more than five minutes at a time, are breathing in 35 to 80 times normal levels. You go back and listen to the things that I said on masks when this was first talked about. I didn't say this, but I am very proud to have always been a mask skeptic. And I do feel borne out by this German study. So masking, I do denounce you, along with those that brought us mask mandates. I want to denounce Sharon Tony Finch, the director of the nonprofit Yerick Israel Tony Foundation. This is the woman who falsely claimed that homeless veterans were ousted from a New York hotel to accommodate migrants, and she has been stripped of her Women of Distinction honor just one week after it was conferred. Now, I'm not a big believer in stripping people of titles after they fall out of favor, but this is a title that she got on purely fictitious grounds. So uh, what she did is just apocryphal. And Miss Tony Finch, I do denounce you. I must also denounce New York City Councilman Chai Osi. And Osi is a Democrat who heads the council's Cultural Affairs Committee. Listen to this and tell me if you think this is the kind of person that should be handling cultural affairs for anybody. He made a comment Monday about Dragonetti Brothers landscaping a city contractor that was ordered to cough up more than a million dollars in restitution last year after pleading guilty to insurance fraud. Okay. This is what he said during a council hearing. This is not in private. This was very much in public. I just want to say on Dragonetti, that name alone should have been the first red flag in terms of, de- uh, in terms of contracting with the city. What? The name Dragonetti alone should have been a red flag in terms of contracting with the city. This is pure 100% racism. This is disgusting. Are you really saying that anybody with an Italian surname should be viewed skeptically in terms of contracting? Well, how about this, Mr. Head of the cultural affairs committee how about you treat everybody equally no matter what their name is and give them the same opportunities to have a contract or anything else shame on you shame on you i want to denounce uh, rapper fetty wap who has been sentenced to six years in prison for a drug trafficking scheme uh, the Trap Queen rapper, whose real whose legal name is Willie Maxwell, pled guilty to a conspiracy drug charge, and now he's going to get six years in prison. 
Nobody should ever be involved in drug trafficking schemes, especially rappers. So, Fetty Wap, I do denounce you. I must also denounce Jill Murphy. Jill Murphy is the FBI's Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence. She testified before a congressional committee this week. Now, I regardless of what you think of um, John Durham and the things that came out of the Durham report, I think everyone is acknowledging, whether you love Trump, whether you hate Trump, whether you're somewhere in between, that the Durham report points to some pretty alarming things in terms of the FBI and things that need to be reformed. Now, the first people that should be looking at that and examining whether or not there needs to be some reform is the leadership of the FBI. So Jill Murphy told the congressman on the panel that she did not read the report because she hadn't had time and she hadn't even been briefed on it. Now, if the leadership of the FBI is not even going to be bothering to read this report, how can we expect them to make any changes? This is ridiculous. Christopher Ray, President Biden, whomever, should get rid of this woman pronto or at least demand she read the report. Jill Murphy, I do denounce you. I must also denounce... Avid Telecom. Avid Telecom has been illegally robocalling people. And uh, this is just the most annoying thing in the world. And, you know, you're not supposed to, once you sign up for that do not call registry, that's it. You're not supposed to get these telemarketers calling you. But sure enough, Avid Telecom has been um, violating this rule like crazy. They are being sued now by 48 state attorneys general, plus Washington, D.C.'s, over billions of illegal robocalls, some of them even impersonating companies or government agencies. These guys are total lowlifes. So, Avid Telecom, I do denounce you. I must also denounce the states of West Virginia and Oklahoma. These states have the lowest average SAT score in the entire nation. So, uh, by the way, congratulations to Wisconsin with the highest average SAT score in the entire nation. I know there's a joke in there somewhere about West Virginia having the lowest SAT scores. Who else could you expect to elect Joe Manchin? But I like Joe Manchin, so I won't make that joke. And then lastly, I want to denounce whomever created the AI image on Monday of the Pentagon exploding. Some of you may have seen this, but the Pentagon is seen from Air Force One as it flies over Washington. And there's an image of it exploding. And it was posted on social media. And it was totally created by AI, but this caused the stock market to briefly stumble because people thought it was real for a minute and they started selling off. 
So the viral image was created by AI, an AI-generated forgery. And experts are saying that this, the popularity of this image underscores the everyday chaos that these now increasingly sophisticated programs can inflict. So the Pentagon did not blow up last week or this week. This was an AI-created forgery, and whoever was responsible for that forgery and creating this level of panic among people, I do denounce you.